welcome to the Tips and Salsa podcast, your local source for chips, salsa, and instructional technology happenings within the Redlands Unified School District. And here are your hosts, Jamie Quartz, Dwayne Coles, Nicole House, Caleb Rothy, and Jen Vadney. Hello, Redlands teachers and staff. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Tips and Salsa podcast, the only podcast served with a side of chips and salsa. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm here today with our tech coaches, Caleb. Hello. Jen. Here. And Nicole. Hola. So our topic for today is GIS. Hang on. Let's get started with the chips and salsa. We want to make sure that we always talk about this because this is where we start. Um, Today, our chips and salsa are freshly made. Both the chips made at the ranch market, as well as the salsa, and you can definitely tell that these are fresh. I mean, this was like made. The chips are delicious. Mm -hmm. I think everybody here is satisfied with the salsa. I mean, even Mm -hmm. even us that don't go for the really hot stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's really good. I I like it. Any any comments on the salsa or chips? Delicious. Still eating. Got it. Okay. Delicious. (laughs) All right. Now we can go on with the GIS. Okay. So I I do have a question. I'm wondering how many of our listeners know that November 13th is Global GIS Day. Ra- raise Who your knew? hand if you do. Raise your hand, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, three, <laughs> three of six are raising hands. Okay. Um, I think many of our listeners do know that we have one of the, the worldwide leaders in GIS uh, right here in our own backyard, which is Esri. So um, to celebrate this whole thing, we have, we're going to be hosting a GIS day at all four of the high schools. And so we're really excited about that. Um, so what we did was we brought in two of our friends from U of R and Esri. Uh, we have Marissa DeFratti and Dr. Stephen Moore. And we are going to interview them and have them share a little bit about what this whole GIS uh, day and topic is all about. Yeah, Redlands is partnering with Esri and the University of Redlands to host activities on November 13th for GIS Day at all four high schools. And yes, (laughs) (laughs) first ever. That's right. First of many. And um, so our guest today, um, we're going to start with Dr. Stephen Moore. Um, Would you tell us a little bit about yourself, what your position is at uh, University of Redlands and how you're involved in GIS? Sure thing. Um, I am the director of the Center for Spatial Studies at the University of Redlands, and uh, we are a support center for campus uh, to help faculty and students and even the administration use GIS uh, for instructional and research purposes, and then also to uh, to manage the university, its facilities and uh, recruitment and uh, all kinds of other things that the university does. So I have five staff uh, that uh, help me out, and uh, we keep pretty busy. And um, Marissa, I've been working with you uh, quite frequently with the RGIS PLN, um, but would you share to our listeners what else you do besides helping me out? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, So at Esri, I work as a LearnRGIS product engineer, and what that really means day to day is that I work with teams across the entire company who work in different areas like public uh, public health, 
um, engineering, environmental sciences, city planning, and so much more to create learning materials so people in those industries can learn how to use GIS to solve problems. Thank you. Yeah. So I grew up in this area and have heard about Esri and know, you know, the term and know that it's a big company around here. Um, but I'm not sure that I really understand or know what exactly GIS is. Um, so what does that stand for? What do the letters GIS actually stand for? Sure. Um, well, GIS uh, stands for Geographic Information System. It can oh. also stand for geographic. Should have figured that one out. Yeah. Well, that's easy. <laughs> now you know. Easy to remember. Yes, yes. Uh, and uh, it can also stand for geographic information science. But uh, oh. mostly when we are talking about GIS, we're talking about geographic information systems. Okay. And um, GIS is based on the idea that something, anything that happens, happens somewhere. And uh, uh, a GIS is a way of organizing geographic data in a computer uh, so that uh, you can do analyses of uh, distances between things, what is affecting things that are uh, in a geographic region, uh, envisioning how things might look uh, in the future or in the past, uh, all kinds of things de dealing with geography. So it's basically computerized geography. All right, so now that I know exactly what GIS stands for, um, why is it relevant to our students or teachers or anyone really in the um, community? Sure, so the way I think about GIS is it kind of touches everyone's life in one way or another. Um, for example, if you've ever used any type of navigation apps, you've probably used some elements of Pretty GIS. Much. can't go anywhere without those anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah. also a lot of data is really organized in maps and apps nowadays. So one thing that um, we've been working on with Jen, actually, is we've been coming to some of the teachers here at Redlands Unified, and we've been teaching them how they can bring GIS into the classrooms. And one of the things that's really cool about that is that instead of staring at a static map in a textbook, staring at a web map allows you to explore data, explore places, and really investigate and ask questions that you weren't able to ask with a piece of right. paper before. Right. A lot more to it. Yeah. Very interactive. More information. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. That is nice. I think that... Definitely, if I was a student during that time, I'd want to have, you know, like you said, instead of just looking at a paper map, there's so much more that you can learn from all that other data. So yeah. that is pretty awesome. We know that on uh, Wednesday, October 23rd, Esri is hosting a speaker who is going to be there explaining how geography and geospatial awareness helped locate people in a search and rescue mission recently. So that's obviously incredibly valuable work and helps to kind of give some context for how GIS is used to solve real world problems. Um, do you think you can give us some, maybe another example of how GIS is used in everyday life? Yeah, sure. Um, so just some background on that. Esri hosts these forums, these monthly forums with the University of Redlands, and we bring speakers in to talk about how GIS is used in the real world. Um, next week, there will be Paul Doherty from the SAR Working Group, and he, um, he helps people who work in national parks, for example, Yosemite. Yeah, mm. yeah we've all, we all know about Yosemite, right? Yes. Yeah, so there's a lot of trails there, but sometimes people fall off the trails, they go off the trails intentionally, they get lost, basically. And it can be really, really hard to figure out where those people are. So by using GIS, they can understand um, maybe where that person was last seen. They can use maps to understand, okay, well, how far could they have gone in one day or two days or three days or something like that. They can look at different elements like where water is and think, oh, this person is probably going to, you know, gear towards a water source because that's what you need when you're lost. Yeah. 
Interesting. So yeah. can I just add a little bit here? My husband um, is a firefighter for the Forest Service, mm-hmm. and he happened to say one day, I heard him over the phone talking about um, having someone get started on the GIS map for the fire that was starting to burn. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I know what he's talking about, but just a little bit. I'm not really sure what they do with that map once they get it, right? So do you know anything about that? Like how they would use that in a fire situation like that? Yeah, actually, I, I was looking at it the other week when those Ooh, fires came really close yeah, to us, yeah. right? Yeah, so that's that's a really big way that GIS is used. Um, one of the ways that they're using it for CAL FIRE is they're disseminating this information to the public. So they're letting people know this is where the fire is. Sometimes they draw boundaries of this is the containment zone. They can draw other boundaries to say these are the zones of people that we need to be evacuating and things like that. And they share that with people so they can see, oh, I need to get evacuated or that fire is close to me or it's really far. I'm safe. Right. right. Interesting. Thank you for clarifying. I'm going to go home and sound so smart. so what's the background of GIS Day? Where did this come from? Who started it? And, um, and what's the purpose of it? Sure. So GIS Day actually isn't that old. It started in 1999, and it's really um, heavily promoted by Esri, which Esri is the company that makes geospatial GIS technologies. And it's really this global day where everyone gets to talk about GIS, engage with GIS. We get to share with people how GIS is helping us solve problems. How did it all get started? Um, from what I understand, uh, Jack Dangerman credits the origin of uh, GIS Day to Ralph Nader, of all people, because oh, I never associated Ralph with, uh, yeah. with geography. Yeah, but in uh, 1999, he thought it would be a good way for people, or young people in particular, to get interested in geography and uh, how technology is enhancing our view of the world. Wow. So I'll say selfishly, um, (laughs) one of the reasons why we want to do this at our high schools is we want to show students that, hey, right in our own backyard, we've got this amazing world-renowned company, and there's so many careers and opportunities for them in this area. And we also have our university right here in our own backyard, that provides education and certification and instruction in this too. So what a great opportunity to have our our community partners here to talk to kids and maybe spark some interest and um, get them excited about some fields that maybe, like, like Nicole was saying, you know, we hear about it all the time. We know that it's in our, in our community, but we don't know much about it. So, so I didn't understand about it. Yeah. I knew it was there. I, I you know, yeah. I've been there. I've I mean, yeah, you're right. Everybody it. knows Google Maps, Google mm-hmm. Earth, and all that stuff. But how is that similar or different or related to, to GIS at all? Yeah. And um, if that seems interesting or fun, I think all of us are like, yeah, that's cool. Right. How do I get into it or right. how, how do I get involved with that? Well, I think that's why the um, GIS Day being celebrated at the high schools is is so awesome. The fact that, you know, it's been 20 years, is that right? So 20 years and we're bringing it to our schools. I mean, that's pretty cool. Just all of that. So what are some of the activities that will be going on that day that Esri's going to be planning? Well, the day is Wednesday, November 13th, and that is smack dab in the middle of Geography Awareness Week. And there are activities by um, sponsored by Esri and from the University of Redlands. 
Yeah, so um, some employees from Esri will be going to each of the four high schools. We have some activities planned to just get people a little bit more engaged with maps and apps and the technology that we have there. We'll also be there to share some information with teachers in case anyone is interested in how Great. they can bring GIS into the classroom. And in partnership with the University of Redlands, we'll be talking about where does GIS take you when you're at an undergraduate level and also where can it take you once you graduate, what types of careers are available. Oh, that's perfect, yeah. So we're going to go to the high schools with uh, undergraduate students who are in our spatial studies minor. The university has a minor that's in the College of Arts and Sciences that can lead into uh, the master's degree in GIS that we offer and also into the School of Business. But we're going the students are going to be there. We're going to do some stuff with, uh, we have some small drones called Tello drones that we're going to do some de demos with, do some uh, spatial games, geography nice. games. Uh, they're tech-based. And uh, mm -hmm. just try to uh, make, uh, make uh, people aware of how fun GIS is. They'll love that. I can just yeah. see them, you know, all out there. <laughs> Drones are a big drop, so mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> just, just to plug out there for teachers, um, we are actually trying to experiment on ways that we can really integrate this into our current curriculum in secondary social studies. And um, obviously, there's a tie to GIS, ArcGIS, and um, this this science to all areas, but we're, we're experimenting on it with um, secondary social studies. So um, if that seems cool to you, contact, contact Jen, Jen Badney. Badney. Contact <laughs> Jen Badney. And it's not limited to social studies. Right now we are working with a small group of social studies teachers, but if you are a science teacher and you're hearing this and you want more information or are interested in learning more about GIS and involving it into your classroom lessons, please, please reach out to me as well. Marissa has been incredible as a, a friend and partner from um, the business um, helping us out and um, there's also um, her her colleague, Kathy Capelli, who couldn't be here with us today. She actually was an RHS grad. Yep. Yeah. Coming back and um, serving our own community and kids and with, with the greatest passion that I've seen from, um, you know, Esri coming back and really mm -hmm. um, giving That's back awesome. to the kids and, and trying to spark that love and interest of this career um, opportunity. So right. um, I, I, I can't um, speak highly enough of Marissa and Dr. Moore and coming in really um, connecting with us and, and um, this this is really awesome. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it November 13th. Yeah, there's a lot of excitement yeah, about it. Me too. And I just I just want to say thanks so much to all of you guys here because really this couldn't happen without any of you. And Jen has been so great with getting everyone involved, connecting us with teachers, helping them with the technology. Thank you. And I also want to thank Nick Smith, who actually we started going into his AP right. Human Shout Geography class. He got it all yeah. started. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Well, I, I know that the day is going to be great and the events are going to be awesome. I want to talk a little bit about promotion of all these great things that are coming down the pipeline. Um, I know we are absolutely crushing it with this podcast. And uh, <laughs> That's right. after this thing that goes out, it's going to go viral and probably dozens of people are going to know about yeah. this. As yeah. a thousands. Um, thousands. <laughs> Tens of thousands. Break, break the server. But the audio, yeah, exactly. Bring down the server. Um, share this thing. Put it on a loop for everybody. But uh, seriously, beyond just this podcast, what are some of the other promotional events that are happening to help get the word out about um, Global GIS Day and about some of the activities that we're going to be doing here um, in Redlands? 
Well, if anyone is interested, they can go to GISday.com. That's a website that Esri owns. There's a ton of activities there. There's a ton of videos, promotional materials for K through 12 students. So if someone just wants to go there and grab an activity or a flyer or anything like that, um, that's available to them. If they want to post some stuff on social media or search what's happening, they can look for the hashtag GIS Day. That'll be there. And then for the Redlands Unified District, we'll also be sending out a package of materials to teachers so they can engage their students uh, before November 13th. Awesome. Nice. And that website you're referencing, that would be a good place for teachers to go, but also students to go there. I imagine there's yeah. resources for both. And Yeah, there's a ton of stuff there for everyone. Great. Mm -hmm. Parents? Parents? Oh, definitely. Families? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's a map there that's um, dotted <clears throat> with all GIS Day events that are happening around the globe. Yeah. 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 Does that mean we get a dot? We, I do. Know, we already have the dots. We have a dot. <laughs> four dots. Four dots. Hearts above all Alex, dots. Right. Six. six. Yeah, that's six. true. That's Mariposa. No, yes, Mariposa. They're hosting. Oh, they're having oh, their own. Nice. And um, the Compact Club over at Rev um, was combining with the Engineering Club. And they're Fancy. hosting a GIS Day event as well. Nice. That's going to happen the day after with an um, informational PowerPoint presentation about careers and internships. And shout out to Sai uh, for <laughs> organizing that. Wow, I didn't know that. Outstanding. All right, I think that's the end of our questions for this portion, so you know what oh, time it is, right? Not all questions. Uh -oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm worried about this. <laughs> oh, no, they're getting nervous. <laughs> Better have a tip. <laughs> Time All for right. the lightning round. Uh -oh. Oh, let's prepare with a chip. I think we've sufficiently made them nervous about this. <laughs> You're going to have to divulge all family, no, no, and, for family and personal information. <laughs> <laughs> no. What's your social security number? Right. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Square <laughs> root of. Yeah. All right, it is time for our um, lightning round which is 60 seconds for one person or 120 seconds when we have two to guess like today. Um, we are going to put 120 seconds on the clock and as quickly as we can shoot off some questions to our guests. We're going to start with Dr. Moore. Hold on, ready? Doot, 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 oh, no. doot, doot. All right, 120 seconds <laughs> around the clock. Thank you. Clock's ready to go. You ready? Wait, 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 wait. No, no. You ready? No. Yes. You ready? Yes. On your mark, yeah. get set. First question is always mild, medium, or hot salsa? Hot. Please mild. Yes. <laughs> Where did you grow up? Uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Ooh. Ooh. Lombard, Illinois. Oh, all right. Chicago. Name a country you want to visit. Uh, Germany. Well, I've visited Germany. So <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to France and Italy. <laughs> uh, Japan. Japan. Yes. Uh, do you prefer reading books or listening to podcasts? Uh, reading books. This podcast, I want. There we go. This one. Do you have any pets? Yes, uh, we have uh, a dog. We have a cat and a fish and a uh, whatever you call those, the guinea pig. Nice. Mm. Cool. I have two very sweet cats. Nice. Mm. All right. Um, on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate candy corn? Mm, five. Okay. I like it when it's stale. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's okay. Okay. That's really good. Uh, so I want to give That's that bad. a high rating. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, if you could meet anyone, living or dead, who would you meet? Who would I be? Um, oh boy, I'd like to meet Teddy Roosevelt. I think I'd like to meet Ada Lovelace. Okay. Interesting. Bulldogs or lions? Lions? 
Well, that's an easy one. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I better say bulldog. Right. Yeah, right? That's the only one with the right and wrong answer. <laughs> I think I missed the one. Do you watch football? Uh, occasionally. And do you have a preferred team? The Chicago Bears. I've actually never. I've probably watched a football game once. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, are you binge watching anything these days? If so, what? Uh, Orphan Black. Oh, the good place. Oh my nice. God, loves that. Um, That's my favorite. Texting or talking, which you prefer? Texting. Texting. Mm. Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Trek. So <laughs> the one with Star in it. <laughs> okay. Name one of the seven dwarfs. Sleepy. Dopey. Perfect. And sweet or savory? Sweet. Savory. <laughs> well, that's a wrap, folks. We want to thank our guests, Marissa DeFratti and Dr. Stephen Moore, again, for spending time with us today. As always, keep the innovative ideas coming, and maybe one day we'll be knocking on your door to be a guest on our podcast. This is RUSD EdTech, signing off. All right, we are live. Jamie, do your thing. Hello, Redlands teachers and staff. Well, thank you for... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Blooper a number one. It's already my turn. <laughs> I was so interested. <laughs> you lost He's your like, place. <laughs> Just nudging me in the ropes. Ow! What? What? I was also really nervous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's a live broadcast. I right. know. <laughs> Caleb yeah. makes us sound amazing. So oh, sorry. It's, it's oh, great. Oh, man. Are we ready? I think we're ready. <laughs> oh, we need the time. Right. Okay, so. Oh, wait, oh I was supposed to talk. <laughs> 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 Usually you set a little context, oh and then you say, "Can you put some time up on the clock?" And I say, yeah, time's up there. <laughs>